Welcome to the Gods of Tomorrow podcast, where we discuss religious deconstruction, secular humanism, political activism, and epistemology. Together, we explore how to solve human problems with human solutions. We deconstruct, we activate, and then most importantly, we live our fucking lives. I am your host, Josh Ra, and you are the gods of tomorrow. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's do this shit. All right, fellow humans, let's keep our shorts on. We have not quite created a habit, but we are in the beginning stages in the starting blocks of creating a pattern of this podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Raw. You can call me Josh. And today we are going to be talking about faith deconstruction. I touched on this a little bit this week on TikTok, and I thought it would be better to put together a full episode in exploring this concept of faith deconstruction and what exactly it is. Now, in short, faith deconstruction is the systematic pulling apart of one's belief system for examination. But I like the more detailed definition of this, which is the taking apart of an idea, a practice, a tradition, a belief, or a system into smaller components in order to examine their foundation, their truthfulness, their usefulness, and their impact. And I'm not alone in doing this specifically with the Christian mythology. I think that many millennials have gone through this, and I've walked along many individuals, including some of my closest friends, in their deconstruction of the Christian faith. But deconstruction itself, faith deconstruction itself, is not specific to the Christian mythology. It can really be explored with any belief system. Of course, I look at this primarily with the Christian belief system because that's what I was indoctrinated into, Uh, but this can be done with any belief system. I think it's important to point out that deconstruction does not have to mean destruction, but It may precede destruction of a belief system. Ultimately, an individual that's engaging in this activity is trying to see what part of their faith is worth keeping and what needs rebuilding. As I have started sharing my own deconstruction journey through social media, it has been fascinating to me to see the number of believers that have come forward and told me that I don't understand what deconstruction is or how deconstruction is synonymous with non-belief, or how dangerous it is to invite others to participate in the activity of faith deconstruction. And I couldn't disagree with these objections more than I do. Not only is it normal to have a wide array of questions, ranging from the theological to the practical, but it is necessary for us to question what we believe in order to progress spiritually. It is spiritual suicide to not question your beliefs. When looking specifically at the Christian subculture, 
that is easily identified as being socially conservative in nature that upholds ideas like nationalism and a patriarchy that has been harmful to marginalized groups, minorities, and women, where we see political idolatry at its finest, where there are really tenets of control that are abusive in nature and a community that is more about conformity, about sameness, about unity, than it is about the basic tenets of the Christian faith, it's no wonder that we see many Christians start a journey of deconstruction where they're questioning this broken culture that is almost fervently worshipped more than the God that they swear allegiance to. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh in, in this laying out of the Christian uh, church system and how the Christian mythology is presented to others around them. But I know that there's many probably listening to this podcast and definitely those that I've encountered that have left the faith or stepped away from the church to pursue Jesus on their own without that commanding body uh, judging their actions because of their unwillingness to conform that are going to agree with what it is that I'm talking about. The power of this entity that has been created out of this theology has become so dangerous for so many people that I would tell you that it is more dangerous to be part of a organization like this than it is to engage in faith deconstruction, which again is just about questioning what it is that we believe and how that's impacted individuals in our life, how it's impacted our attitude in the past, and deciding whether or not those beliefs that we held are still worthwhile to us here and now. And recognizing that sometimes the way that we have engaged with the world around us because of this belief system that was just ingrained into us within our psyche was wrong. And that's a hard thing to do, to believe for so long that how we perceived God, how we perceived our church, how we perceived these foundational building blocks of the world and our place within it, and telling ourselves that that's wrong, and then having to face the challenge of rebuilding that from the ground up and trying to find a sense of authenticity within ourselves that is natural, that was not given to us or written into our human programming by an overbodying patriarchal, oh, I only have negative words to say, guys, organization, that's hard. And it's not something that anyone steps into lightly. And I think that's probably where I'm heading with this is that the process of deciding to engage in faith deconstruction is not easy and it's not fun. It's not like a fun intellectual exercise that we're going to go out and practice. It is a challenge and it's not something that anyone takes lightly. With that being said, the challenge to paradigms in our world has existed for as long as humans have. We have a natural tendency to want to break paradigms. 
If we didn't make room for new information, then we would be stuck with this simplistic, black-and-white, dualistic way of seeing the world, and we would no longer be able to progress as a species. And I will tell you that even within the Christian religion, from the dawning of its creation in the early first centuries with the first creation of the church, it has gone through multiple reiterations in what they believe, why they believe it, and changing for the society, the civilization, the culture around them in order to make amends, in order to continue functioning in the world as it's changed. And we have seen this within the church even in the last 50, 60 years, where they have changed their position on concepts or ideas in order to fit within the mainstream and continue to exist. And in the same way, we have to do this on an individual level where we are willing to look at our concepts, our ideas about the world around us, our faith, and be willing to make changes so that we too can continue to exist. Ah, goddammit. I hope you guys are still with me as I shift gears a little bit and start to talk about my own path of faith deconstruction. And I know that it differs a little bit from many of the stories that I've heard from those that have been willing to confide in me. And I think it's important for us to know that all of us come into questioning our faith and questioning our convictions at different times in our life, at different mile markers in our spiritual walk. And that's normal. And I think that it's okay that we come to it at a different place um, because it gives us different experiences and different perspectives. And it's helpful for us to have open discussions about that so we can learn from one another. From myself, and I've talked about this before, I don't feel as though I was traumatized by my church experiences. There wasn't abuse or um, neglect or uh, hazing or any type of behaviors like that that were overtly questionable in my time within the church setting. I was in a small town. There was a lot of churches in the small town. And those that brought me into the fold of the Christian faith were good people. I mean, they really did have a belief that they were married to in many ways, and they had good intentions in bringing me into that belief system. And even from the pastor and the church leaders and the other deacons, I truly feel as though they were truthful in their presentation of their belief system. I believe that they were honest in that they really believed this. They believed the truth of it. They, uh, felt as though this was the one way that things should be done. I don't think that they were manipulative or malevolent in any way in bringing people into the church. I never saw anything that suggested that they were, um, you know, embezzling money or using church funds in a negative way or doing anything that really screamed corruption. My stepping away and my deconstruction really came from the continued pursuit of knowledge and biblical studies and wanting to know more, which I talked about in my first podcast, in the first episode, and how this 
caused frustration from those that were leading in the church because my questions, I think, maybe challenged their faith. They didn't always have answers for my questions. And when I wasn't able to find the answers through them, I went and sought them elsewhere. And this pursuit of understanding and knowledge and not accepting, I guess, the typical, you know, God works in mysterious ways or some things we just aren't meant to understand. I had a hard time, I think, stomaching that. And maybe that's ego. Maybe that's pride. Um, maybe that's an easy excuse that the church uses and teaches to the preachers to pass on to the congregation to keep people within this money-making organization. I, I, I digress. But Whatever the case may be, it was my pursuit of knowledge that led to my faith deconstruction. It was this desire to know the truth that really had me doubting and having to ask more questions and going beyond what the church was willing to offer me in finding those answers. Now, I'm going to make videos on all of these topics as this podcast continues, but my Deconstruction was a progressive, continuous path that I went down. It didn't happen overnight. It was questioning one thing, uh, making amends for that, keeping my faith, questioning another thing, making amends for that, keeping my faith, and going on and on until there wasn't anything left to hold on to. My deconstructive journey started almost 15 years ago, and I continued to call myself a Christian even a couple of years after that. But in the end, my faith deconstruction did lead to faith destruction. And again, that doesn't have to be the case for everyone, but I'm honestly happy that it did. In this place in my life, I am more happy, more fulfilled, I find more connection, I have more compassion than I ever did as a Christian. And I never thought that I'd be able to say that, especially when I was within the church and I felt as though I was gifted by God with this blessing of having a sense of community and connection with Christ and with the community within the church and that that was the best that there could ever be. And I really wasn't concerned about happiness as much back then either, to be honest. I was concerned with being holy. My thought process was that God calls us to be holy and not happy. And there was a part of me that struggled with that. Uh, but there was a part of me that was content with that. But I will say that since I have stepped away from the church and from the Christian religion, I have found so much more in life. Life has had so much more to offer than I ever thought imaginable. And I have had a stronger sense of spirituality and connection and understanding of my place and purpose in this world than anything that was dictated to me within the church. Now, believers in Christ may tell you that I am taken by the devil, that I am a son of the devil. I get that comment frequently on social media. And the reason that I am so happy now is because I am within Satan's grasp and that I no longer struggle with sin because I don't need to, because I'm no longer underneath the light of God. And that's a pretty damning accusation. 
But for me, it reflects all of what I've been talking about in this podcast and what will come in future podcasts about the type of belief system that Christianity has become and what tactics they use to blame and shame us into worshiping their God. Well, I think that we are on a new path, hopefully, for humanity. And it is my hope that we are ready to step into a new age where there is no room for that type of manipulative bullshit that tries to force people into a belief system or on a spiritual path that is not meant for them. You choose your own path. This is your life. It's your journey.